corruption, racism, xenophobia, white supremacy, healthcare protections hanging by a thread, law enforcement encouraged to commit acts of brutality, peaceful people being separated from their families, and at the helm, a man beholden to Russia who is so unhinged that his actions could actually lead us to nuclear war. Join Liberal Dan Radio, Talk from the Left That's Right, Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Central on Blog Talk Radio. Together we must stand against the destruction of this country and the ideals we hold dear. Before it's too late. That's right. This is your host, Dan Zimmerman, coming from New Orleans, Louisiana. To join the show, it's area code 646-716-9165. That's area code 646-716-9165. You can also join us live in the show chat at blogtalkradio.com slash liberaldan. Uh, If you're listening after the live broadcast, you can always leave your comments, questions, concerns, etc., on the show page at liberaldan.com. It has been a while since I've been on the air, and we, uh, you know, for various reasons, I was going to come back at some time over the summer. My son had some uh, little league games that he want that he had that I wanted to go to, and there was, I mean, there was just a while while I was just just disgusted with the whole thing and wanted to just hang it up and just not even worry about this and. You know what? At, at the end of the day, I decided that, you know, I really did need to come back. I really did need to do the show, something I enjoy doing. And I think, you know, if, if I could get this off the ground being successful, that it would be a really good thing. But first, I'd like to show, start every show with this week's headlines. Donald Trump is officially disbanding his council of CEO. I guess it's hard to write the ship when everyone has abandoned it. President Obama said history this week with the world's most liked tweet. More on that in a bit. A white supremacist who is boasting about being ready for violence is crying over having a warrant out for his arrest. He begged on a video for guidance. Liberal liberal band radio has plenty of guidance to give. For starters, stop being a Nazi. And in sports news, Atlanta's new Mercedes-Benz Dome will have a Chick-fil-A in it. That's right. A stadium where most of its major games will be played on Sundays, there will be a restaurant in there that is now closed on Sundays. Don't worry, Chick-fil-A. It's not like the Falcons are going to show up either. Besides, do you really want to serve food in the home of the team that choked that badly in the Super Bowl? And that was this week's headlines. So I will first go to the tweet of the week. And if there was if there was any doubt in anybody's mind as to what tweet this was going to be, plainly, simply, no contest, President Obama tweeting out, no one born, no one is born hating another person because of the color of his skin or his background or his religion. And that has been liked by 3.9 million people and 1.5 million people retweeted it, setting all sorts of records, and I'm sure ticking off Donald Trump because, once again, Barack Obama shows that he is much better at tweeting, as well as being president, as well as many other things than Donald Trump could ever hope to be. I bet that he's probably even better at golf, and he spent less time in his first months of his presidency playing golf than uh, Comrade Trump has. So before we go to the main topic of the show, which is basically just going to be eight, nine months of since the last time I've had the show, seven months of Donald Trump's presidency, 
But I do want to talk a little bit first about what, what has been going on in New Orleans recently. Uh, I was out on a Saturday. It was raining a little bit. And sometimes, you know, I, I do Uber and Lyft. And sometimes when you're going out and it's raining, it's, it's an opportunity to make some more money because some people stay home and other people have the higher demands and want to go out. And so the first trip I set, I got an airport trip. It was, it was a nice little prime time going on on Lyft. But as I got to them, it was, it was still raining hard. And as I was making my way towards the airport, some of the roads were just getting really bad really quickly. And a lot of people were, were talking on Facebook about how there must be something wrong with the pumps. There must be something wrong with the pumps. And the city was, oh, no, the pumps are working fine. They're working fine. And as it turned out, the pumps weren't working fine. And well, I went out to the airport. I dropped them off. I came back to the city to try and get another trip. I did get a trip, and by the time I got to them, the water was above the curb. Fortunately, I have a van that is higher, but the high water that was in the street was making it hard for me to use my air conditioner, and my car was just steaming up because the air conditioner wouldn't work properly, and I made it to where they needed to go, but I couldn't drop them off exactly where they needed to go simply because if I would have parked in the parking spot where you should go, my car would have been toast. I had to go home getting on the Canal Street streetcar line. I had to um, follow kind of a train of cars that were making this path down Claiborne, which still had pretty high standing water. And there was one car, there were two cars who made it to the ramp, that, but didn't quite make it up the ramp high enough. They had stalled out. I basically thread that needle, went through those cars without hitting them, obviously, and got home safely. But it was obvious that something was wrong. And finally, the city admitted there was something wrong with the pumps. There was electricity issues with backup generators and that they weren't turning on. And some of the pumps you know, actually just weren't working. And then later on in the next week, there was a fire. It's crazy. But, of course, the people who were pro-monuments, because uh, New Orleans took down some of the monuments uh, that were Confederate-themed, um, they, oh, well, we wasted all this money on the monuments when we should have been spending on this. The amount of money to repair the sewage issues and the drainage issues and the pumping issues is far out surpasses any amount of money that was spent beyond the donated money on these removals. Plus, we can walk and chew gum at the same time, or at least we should be. So the idea that these pumping issues had any impact on our ability or it impacted, I guess, in any way from these removal of these monuments is just silly. It's just silliness. Anyway, uh, let me go ahead. I'm going to start the first commercial break. Uh, I'll come back, take your calls, 646-716-9165. Again, that's area code 616-646-716-9165. This is Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. Are you planning a trip to Disney soon? Do you want help avoiding spending mistakes and making the most of your vacation? Then check out BudgetEars.com, a new site devoted to helping you get the most mouse for your money. What kinds of tickets should you get? Is the dining plan a good deal for you? Should you stay on grounds or not? Should you buy park hoppers? Many other sites are filled with information about what other people like to do. But BudgetEars is geared to help you make the best decision for you. So check out BudgetEars.com or go to YouTube.com slash BudgetEars and help make your trip the best it can be. BudgetEars.com is not a travel agency and it is not affiliated with the Disney Corporation or any of its holdings. I am sick and tired of the propaganda in today's media. You know, we can't have a sane discussion about politics. Well, yes, you can, and it's on ROJS Radio Live with the girls, Monica RW, and Autumn S. I'm there every week when they discuss Michigan and national politics, job search, unemployment, and more from independent laugh, sanity-based point of view. So, tune in. 
All JS Radio Live, Saturdays and Sundays at 11 a.m. sharp here on the Blog Talk Radio Network. And welcome back to Liberal Dan Radio, Talk from the West, that's right. This is your host, Dan Zimmerman, coming from New Orleans, Louisiana. To join in the show, it's area code 646-716-9165. That's area code 646-716-9165. You can also join us in the chat room at blogtalkradio.com slash liberaldan. And finally, if you are listening after the live broadcast, you can always leave your comments, questions, concerns, etc., on the show page at liberaldan.com. Um, I've restarted the GoFundMe as well, so I do want to encourage everybody to uh, check that out. Um, I've changed around some of the reward levels. I've changed the prices on the sponsorship of either buying commercial time or um, sponsoring a particular bit. Uh, like you could sponsor Tweet of the Week. You could sponsor Hypocrite of the Week. You could sponsor um, Words of Redneck Wisdom, which is coming up soon. Sponsor Headlines. Um, and each of those sponsorships come with commercial time as well during that hour. And I also sell flat out commercials as well. There's already one person I've talked to who already wants to buy advertising on the show. So I'd be more than happy to have all of my uh, ad slots filled up advertising your stuff instead of advertising my stuff. So because I don't pay me, I give me free advertising. <laughs> so anyway, um, so again, go, gofundme.com slash liberaldan. You can link to, it's linked to from liberaldan.com as well as the show as the show page for each episode as well. So check that out, please. A dollar, five dollars, ten dollars, anything you can give. If half my Twitter followers gave me five bucks or ten bucks, it would be wonderful. I would love it. So anyway, so we have just if if you happen to be new. And then I have to make this clear. Uh, I felt like it was very important for me to make this clear to everybody who might be listening for the first time to the podcast, or maybe you just haven't remembered about this, because I want to be very, very clear. Words of Redneck Wisdom is a bit that I came up with, and it's a snarky, satirical look at, it's usually this one guy. Uh, This guy uh, has a blog. He went to some, I think it was CPAC one year. And he went into a meeting of black conservatives uh, who were discussing things about, um, I think, Frederick Douglass. Um, and he asked them why, instead of talking about Frederick Douglass, why did they didn't talk about, um, who is it, uh, Booker T. Washington, I believe it was, maybe. And they're like, well, you know, the people, and, the, and they responded, well, Booker T. Washington is also very, you know, influential person in black history. People say he was the next Frederick Douglass, whatever. And then the guy starts going off about how um, Frederick Douglass um, should have, uh, or, or they talked about how Frederick Douglass uh, even wrote a letter uh, forgiving his slave owners once he got north. And this guy said, forgiving the slave owners for what? Giving them food to eat and a place to stay. And the room just about lost it. Um, and what's amusing is, is that you know, there's a bunch of conservatives who weren't expecting, I guess, this redneck guy to come in. And he has a blog, a hell of a blog, where he writes amazingly horrible things. And, of course, he was in Charlottesville. Of course, he was in Charlottesville. And, of course, he wrote a blog post about the things that took place at Charlottesville and that he joined in on in what happened in Charlottesville. So please remember, again, if this is your first time listening to the show, that this is not me or my opinions coming up. This is me mocking somebody else's opinions. This is me, whenever, unless you hear me taking a clip of somebody directly from another source and plugging it into words of redneck wisdom, it's typically me Rating it with my southern drawl and mocking in a mocking tone or fashion. So, without further ado, uh, this is one of the things that is available for sponsorship if you feel like sponsoring this horrible bit because it's horrible in that it, it repeats 
the horrible words that he says. And I actually had to censor myself once because I wasn't about to say everything that he said. Uh, but without further ado. And now, this week's words of redneck wisdom, brought to you by Liberal Dan Radio. ...for white people, because the whites now are so afraid to be proud of their heritage because they're called bad names, if they are. What is it about Mr. Trump that you like? Mr. Trump is the real deal. He does not govern, he will not govern by public opinion polls. He says what's on his mind. This is kind of like what um, Ron Paul did. This is what um, Bernie Sanders is doing. And that's a refreshing change from the politicians that we've had for many decades. That is probably the, the best thing about him and the, what endears him to most people in general. Do you think that he shares your views in terms of the decline of the United States because of other races coming to the United States? Well, now, I have not said that America has declined for that reason. You I'm saying that we are being, we are being dispossessed, but um, I, I have not attributed it to the other, other races. And you're, you're saying things that I have not said. But, but I do believe that when you replace one people with another, that is not a good thing, whether it takes place in Mongolia or in Sweden. Um, I, I think that Donald Trump has to be a president for all people. That's what all the presidents must, must do. It is up to me as an advocate for the, the white, white group to push our agenda um, more than any other agenda. That's my responsibility. His responsibility is to lead the entire country. Mr. Johnson, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. You have just heard more words of redneck wisdom brought to you by Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. That was not what I was expecting. That was, even though it's marked how I marked it, that was a completely different bit that I was not expecting to run. But that, that was an example of words of redneck wisdom. Maybe, maybe it was the, the um, wow, I don't even know what happened there. <laughs> I'm having a great show, am I? Uh, anyway, so, but that is an example of um, what I've done in the past for words of redneck wisdom. Um, it is not, let's see, it's not something that, I don't know, I'll have to figure it out in a second and then see what's going on. And maybe I'll re-upload it during the show break, but wow, that was not exactly what I was expecting. So, uh, this Charlottesville thing has been kind of a mess and, I really don't know, you know, what people believe that this was going to, I mean, again, it's another one of these crazy people who just, they're reacting just completely ridiculously when it comes to these monuments being torn down. And, and I kind of dealt with these issues a little bit when they were taking the New Orleans monuments down, I would call into some of my local talk radio shows. I would call in, uh, you know, I would debate it online on Facebook, make some blog posts about it. I even, funnily enough, made a, uh, made a, <laughs> it was um, a story that was inspired by a Facebook thread that took place. I was in the middle of taking one of my writing classes and when I took the writing class, I um, I didn't necessarily um, when I took the writing class, I um, was writing a sci-fi story. Basically, that's the reason for for doing the writing class. However, there was a conversation that took place about a potential love story. Um, and that was uh, between a Confederate 
monument supporter and somebody from New Orleans who was opposed to the monuments. And it was a very short story. You can find it on my other blog, the DanielJZimmerman.com blog. And I, I should write another one. I should write a sequel for, for this. Although maybe I shouldn't be as snarky with, with what happened because, you know, you had people die. Heather Heyer, uh, two police officers also, they died as well. Um, blatantly just heinous acts of violence. And, and this president, I, I just don't understand why anybody – I warned about this. I, I made a blog post sometime last year um, about what might happen, and I think I should just read from it directly because, I mean, it pretty much states – what I had to say. And it's basically talking about, and I'm sure I had a show about this as well. Um, and it, it's pretty much just about why would you not trust us? Why would you not listen to people uh, who have seen this playbook before? And then the post went, we have the playbook, playbook of bigotry. Listen to us. When the oppressed people have the playbook of bigots, don't shut them out. Listen to them. In recent days, some people who I consider to be friends have described me as nuts or delusional for being concerned about Donald Trump's candidacy, especially in the light of his using propaganda from white supremacist websites. Some people even asked if I really believe that it could happen here. Of course it could happen here. It can happen anywhere. And it is much more likely to happen when people who have never had to deal with bigotry in their lives silence those who have. There are people who are members of various oppressed minorities. The levels of oppression have differed over the years, but they still have seen things and experienced hatred that the privileged class has not seen before. Let me be clear. If you are fortunate enough to have been born into a setting where you haven't experienced hate and bigotry, then I'm happy for your good fortune. However, other people have not been so lucky, and I became less and less happy about good fortune when not only you ignore the, the people who have seen the hate and the bigotry, but you actively seek to silence them. I was told by one of my friends that he was concerned about my paranoia and that I should get off social media. My experiences are far from the worst being experienced today in the United States. I was raised Jewish. I learned in my Hebrew day school all about the Holocaust when my teacher who had survived the Holocaust had to leave the room during Holocaust presentations. That affected me to my core. The human brain cannot fathom the atrocities that it hears about when millions of people died but it can definitely see the pain of one soul who lived it. I had people act in horror when an ex-girlfriend told them that she was dating a Jew. I have seen and witnessed many examples of people who want to kill other Jews. It terrified us that the Louisiana election governor in the past was between a crook and a former grand wizard of the KKK. At the time, we lived in Maryland, and it was even being broadcast and talked about up there. And despite all of what I've witnessed and been through, I am still pretty well off comparatively on the oppression scale. But there is a little alarm in the back of my head that goes off when something seems wrong. And this Trump candidacy is sending off warning signals. And it's not just Jews. Many other oppressed classes are sending up their own warning flares about what a Trump presidency would mean to them. Yet the (coughs) the non-oppressed classes just want to silence them. I came up with a sports metaphor, and I think it is fairly spot on. We have seen how people use bigotry to rise to power. We have that playbook. We can see it and go through it and see what the next move is going to be. We are jumping up and down and screaming and telling you that they're doing a pass play next. Yet you insist on shoving eight men in the box and defending the run while the other team has five wide receivers on the field. You lose the game that way. We are fearful that we will lose the game here. We fear that neo-Nazis and white supremacists, Trump panders to, will have a voice in his administration. You ignore us and silence us. What will we be able to do when they come after you next? So I wrote that. I noticed a couple of typos. July 19th, 2016. So 13 months ago is when I wrote that. 13 months later, what's happening? We had this incident in Charlottesville. 
where, where someone was murdered. Other people were assaulted by a white supremacist who rammed his car into a bunch of people because he felt that it was the right thing to do. We have another person who I shared this on my personal Facebook page where he basically said, I'm ready to kill people. We are ready to wipe the streets clean of these people and make it only for the white race. And white race does not include Jews. Just to remind you, we're not white, apparently, even though our skin color matches theirs. Who knows You know what goes on in the mind of a racist. But, I mean, if they're white, I don't want to be white. I mean, I have no choice in the matter. I appear how I appear. But it's just terrible that we have this situation that we predicted. I wish I was wrong. I wish that, I, that my friends were right about me, that I was just being paranoid. I wish that I was just being paranoid. I wish that I was just, maybe that, that, that all it was that I should have just gotten off the face. I wish that was the case. Trust me. I would have loved for me to be wrong. There is nothing else more that I would have loved to be wrong about. Um, but I wasn't wrong. And I told you so. And we told you so. The people who jumped up and down screaming, worried about the fact that Donald Trump would have a place for white supremacists in his cabinet. He chose Bannon, the head of the media outlet Breitbart that proclaimed itself to be the voice of the quote alt-right he had he, he is trying his hardest to equate the people on the Nazi side with the people on the counter-Nazi side you you cannot compare the two you can't equate the two one comes nowhere near the other there are plenty of memes going around that explain this you just cannot do it but he's doing it. Why? Because he knows that the white supremacist neo-Nazi types are part of the reason why he was able to come to power. He knows that he relies upon them. The Black Lives Matter people are never going to vote for Donald Trump, not once, not ever. He knows what side of his bread, that what side his bread gets buttered on. He knows that he cannot hope to win another election if he makes these people mad. So he has to wipe, he has to walk this fine line. And there are people in his administration who are basically trying hard to make sure that he doesn't pander to white supremacists. And he ignores them. And he still panders to the white supremacists. So anyway, let's go ahead and take the next commercial break. Uh, Come back, taking your calls as well. Uh, 646-716-9165 that's 646-716-9165 and this is Liberal Dan Radio Puck from the left that's right Media Enterprises Production. I'm Doug Cunningham. I say people, you say power, people, power, people, power. Some of the protesters who toppled the Confederate statue at the Durham, North Carolina courthouse on Monday had witnessed the Nazi KKK violence in Charlottesville. One of the unnamed anti-Nazi, anti-white supremacist protesters had this to say to local TV station WNCN. People associated with the alt-right are white supremacists. They're Nazis. Um, It's not okay. This young woman told Durham, North Carolina protesters she witnessed the horror of Charlottesville. I witnessed bloodshed. I witnessed bodies stacked on top of each other. After the Confederate statue was toppled, the Durham protesters marched away behind the banner, No Trump, No KKK, No Fascist USA. Today we got a small taste of justice. 2,500 University of Chicago graduate employees will vote October 17th and 18th on whether or not to join the union graduate students united. The National Labor Relations Board rejected university attempts to block the unionization vote. Claudio Gonzalez is a pro-union grad student in mathematics at the University of Chicago. At the end of the day, graduate employees, we're 
we're an integral part. We're like a backbone of the University of Chicago. Every graduate, every undergraduate is taught at some point by a grad instructor. And every grad researcher, they're constantly advancing scientific frontiers. We're constantly doing the work that makes this university what it is. And for a very long time, graduate employees have just had no voice at all in these decisions that affect their lives, the lives of their students, the broader community. And we collectively want a voice. Labor issues for University of Chicago grad employees include increases in health insurance costs and the workloads. Gonzalez says university attempts to delay or block the union election is just an attempt to run out the clock, giving Trump time to reverse an Obama labor board ruling that grad students are employees with union rights. It's very clear to me that this ongoing refusal of democracy, denying our right to democracy, to choosing whether we would be represented by a union, it's especially insulting because it's so transparently a delaying tactic. It's only there to buy time in hopes that Trump will reverse the 2016 Columbia ruling. The NLRB says grad teaching and research assistants are employees with union rights because they, quote, perform services for the benefit of the employer under its direction and control for which they are compensated, end quote. Graduate Students United is affiliated with the American Federation of Teachers. Brought to you by Blue Cross Blue Shield National Labor Office, empowering working Americans with stable health coverage for over 50 years. The National Labor Office is committed to remaining the top choice for the 17 million union workers, retirees, and families they serve. Online at bcbs.com slash NLO. Win is America's multimedia voice for workers. Support that mission at workersindependentnews.com. You've been listening to Win Workers Independent News. For more information, visit workersindependentnews.com. And welcome back to Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. This is your host, Dan Zimmerman from New Orleans, Louisiana. Uh, you can call into the show at 646-716-9165. That's 646-716-9165. I'm getting used to the new number. For the first about four years, I had the same phone number, and apparently maybe I didn't call in enough, so now I have been relegated to a new number. Um, again, you could also join in the chat room at blogtalkradio.com slash liberaldan, or if you're listening after the live broadcast, you can leave your comments, questions, concerns, etc. on the show thread at liberaldan.com. So, first of all, let's see. I think I got this one right now. Let's see if I can replay the actual words of Redneck Wisdom that I meant to play earlier. So, let's try it. And now, this week's words of Redneck Wisdom, brought to you by Liberal Dan Radio. As they got closer and were noticed, throngs of the counter-protesters turned around and confronted them. Insults and profanities flew, and someone threw a brick into the Confederates, and someone else grabbed a flag. A melee erupted. This happened virtually right in front of me, so I threw anonymity to the wind and dove in swinging. I didn't know any of the white boys. They were my people, and I couldn't let them fight alone. It was a nasty fight. Confused, reckless. I can still smell the stank of it. Fortunately, I had the advantage of surprise since I was approaching from the rear. I managed to do a bit of damage before I was swallowed in a pile of dreadlocks and foul odor. I imagine it looked like one of those fights in an old cartoon, where all you see is a dust cloud with elbows and arms flying randomly. And someone, I don't know from which side, hired Mason to the throng. I was dusted against the side of my face. This ended the brawl, and I stumbled into the crowd. And look, readers, there's a lot of naysaying in the alt-right about the Seaville rally. I understand we don't need more cynical criticism, but I'd like to say that I sincerely believe a lot of good came from what we did. You have just heard more words of redneck wisdom, brought to you by Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. That's right, folks. On this guy's blog, he actually said that he thought that they had done a lot of good over that weekend. How pathetic is that? So, yes, Words of Redneck Wisdom has returned, and um, I'm sure this guy is the gift that keeps on giving. It's kind of like the herpes of the alt-right. Um, the, I, I just... Like sometimes it literally hurts to just try and actually say his words because it's it's terrible. 
what he writes, and he he really believes this crap that he says, and he believes that they did a good thing down in as he was calling it Stayville. Uh, I I, uh, I told somebody else on Facebook today uh, when they questioned my in my interacting uh, with the conservative folks out there because I was having kind of a a discussion with a neo confederate. And this guy was all talking about how I, you know, he's not Confederate, but he's not racist, but that I, I should leave the South because I'm not welcome. And he basically walked like a duck and quacked like a duck. So I'm going to call him a duck. And he was like trying to prove how intelligent he was. When I was a child, he said, I, I used to, my, one of my favorite magazines was National Geographic. And I'm like, you probably like National Geographic because it had pictures of black people back in Africa where you think they belong. That's probably why you like National Geographic. Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. So um, I, told, I told the people that, you know, I, I confront these people so you don't have to. And a lot of people were like, well, thank you very much. So, and, and, and I'm more than willing to have the debate with, with the conservatives when other people don't feel that they're able to do so because, I mean, first of all, beating a lot of these people in an argument is like shooting fish in a barrel. It's just easy because it's it's the same conversation over and over and over again. They they always say the same things. It's it's crazy how repetitive their arguments are. So you hear an argument enough, you know how to fight it. You know what the best rebuttal to each of their statements are. So almost to the point where you can just say, look, I can have the arg- I can have this argument for you because I know you're going to say this next. You're going to say this next and know exactly what to say afterwards. And the right isn't always the only one guilty of this. There are some people on the left who also seem to want to follow the, the, the choose, not even a choose your own adventure, but kind of connect the dots and say, okay, well, I'm in this argument. So I'm going to say this now. Now I'm going to say this now. Now I'm going to say this now. And it's sometimes they can be predictive as well. And you shouldn't, you shouldn't be predictable. So, um, but on the related note of this person in the Oval Office, um, he seemed only fitting. Uh, when Back when I did Dan and Dave on the air, long, long time ago, we had a bit that I came up with that I always produced. It was Hypocrite of the Week. Somehow, and I still can't get them exactly for them to let me know how to mod- to basically do it properly. But they handle all of the all of the sound bits for us, and you know whether or not you know that station would owe money or not. That was covered in what we paid them, so I could use some copyrighted lyrics, and they would send the information off to the appropriate sources. But it wasn't again. The, the music industry doesn't make it very clear how you uh, or doesn't give you an easy way to say, okay, I use this song for this many, got this, this many listens. Let me pay you the money that I owe you. They don't make it very simple at all. So, but I looking through a lot of free type songs out there, I managed to find a new one. And it is the new bit, background of the old bit that's called hypocrite of the week. And so let's play that now. The Liberal Dan Radio Hypocrite of the Week is Donald Trump, who previously called on President Obama to denounce radical Islamic terrorism. But when white terrorism strikes fear in the hearts of Americans within our borders, he seeks to placate them and compare them to Black Lives Matter and other non-violent groups. To see who the Hypocrite of the Week is next week, tune in every week to Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. And there you go. So it's a fun little music. I, it, it's not quite yakety sax, but I think it fits. So, and who better to make hypocrite of the week for my first time back on the air with my first time ever being able to do the hypocrite of the week bit on liberal Dan radio, but to make it Donald Trump. I mean, he's more than deserving of that <clears throat> honor. So, One of the things that 
you know, having these conversations. And, and, and one of the things we've talked about, and I put this as one of the hashtags, as one of the keywords for this show, is the idea of whether or not one should be able to, to punch a Nazi. And I'm not in favor of, in general, of hitting people first. I think that you should only hit people in self-defense, clearly. So if you are, if, you, if somebody appears to be a threat to you and they're, they're trying to attack you and you have every right to defend yourself and you can defend yourself until they stop becoming a threat, that's fine. And I'm sure there are a lot of people who agree with that, but then why is then punching a Nazi okay? And, and, and this comes up a lot, um, comes up a pretty good bit. In, in the conversations that I've had, because there are a lot of people who are appalled at the idea that I might think that I should punch a Nazi uh, without any provocation. So first and foremost, to actual, you know, to deal with the actual arguments of whether or not one should punch a Nazi or not. And when, it, when you should use violent force, I, I do have this question and, and, and no one has been able to answer it adequately. Well, first and foremost, some people will say, the Nazis went away in 1945. There's no reason to believe that these people are a threat to you. And you know what? I disagree, plainly. I believe that if you call yourself a Nazi, that I should believe you. And at that point, why does why, why should I feel safe around a Nazi? Why should I not feel threatened by a Nazi? Especially when they're marching around and telling the Jews will not replace us. You know, when Donald Trump was saying that the night before these racist individuals, these Nazis were marching and they didn't, you know, they were, they were being calm and rational or whatever. However, Donald Trump ordered it. They were basically just saying, no, the Jews are not going to replace us, whatever that means. So, no, this wasn't necessarily not necessarily peaceful when you're marching around pushing nazi rhetoric you cannot be described as being peaceful when you fly a confederate i'm sorry a nazi flag you cannot be said to be peaceful period and a story so but you know if if you're and if you're going to say i'm going to we're going to wipe the earth with these people we're going to we're going to get rid of them why should i believe anything else why if somebody tells me that they want to kill me i I think i'm going to believe them and i'm i I think i'm justified at that point from doing whatever i need to do to defend myself so why shouldn't i be able to defend myself from nazis doesn't make any sense for me not to be able to can you give a think of a good reason let's go ahead and take the last commercial break uh you can call in as well uh six four six seven one six nine one six five that's six four six seven one six nine one six five and this is liberal dan radio talk from the left that's right representation or advice on issues such as family law, bankruptcy law, DWI, or other civil or criminal matters, you need hands-on legal advice from someone who will treat you as a priority and not just another number. So call the law office of Sherry I. Sandler at 504-528-9500. That's 504-528-9500. Or email sandlerlaw at cox.net. I trust Sherry with my legal needs. So should you. The preceding ad was an unpaid client endorsement. Do you like fun jewelry? Do you wish you could design jewelry that is designed just for you and that tells your story? Well, with Origami Owl, you can do just that. An Origami Owl jewelry bar is a fun way to get together with your friends, hang out, and design jewelry. There is no pressure to buy, but when you host a party, either in person or online, you have the opportunity to get deeply discounted jewelry based on what the friends you invite to the party purchase. If you would be interested in holding a party, 
either online or in person, go to cassiezcharms.origamiowl.com. That is C-A-S-S-I-E-Z charms.origamiowl.com and contact Cassie today. And welcome back to Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. Your host, Dan Zimmerman, coming from New Orleans, Louisiana. To call the show at 646-716-9165. That's 646-716-9165. I will get used to this new number. Um, and you also, if you're listening after the live broadcast, you can also leave your comments, questions, concerns, etc. on the show thread at liberaldan.com. So another, you know, people like to lump in people um, with other groups, whatever, just because you're, you know, just because you're a conservative, it doesn't mean you're a Nazi. Uh, I'm not saying that at all. Um, however, a lot of the conservatives who voted for Donald Trump did vote to elect in a Nazi sympathizer, as I described earlier. <coughs> That's disturbing. Um, but here's one of the arguments that I heard about Charlottesville was, you know, I was basically describing all of them as horrible people, as Nazis, as violent people, as people who should be punched or what have you. And they were like, well, just because you're wearing a Confederate, you're wearing Confederate flag shirts or hats or uh, a Make America Great Again hat or uh, any, you know, Confederate flag, it doesn't mean you're a Nazi. You know, you had the Nazis who were flying their, you know, Nazi flags and who had their Nazi shirts on and stuff like that, but does that make all of them Nazis? Well, kinda. And the reason why is that they're marching with Nazis. If you're marching with a Nazi and you don't think that that makes you look like you're condoning it by welcoming the Nazi into your group, you've got problems. You've got huge problems there. I mean, we can have a conversation all day long as to what it means to, uh, you know, hold a Confederate flag, wave a Confederate flag, be supportive of Confederate symbolism, Confederate monument statues, whatever. We can have that discussion. I'd be more than happy to have that discussion. You know, I actually, when we were having the debate about the Confederate monuments in New Orleans, um, the Liberty Monument's garbage, and that should have just been trashed. Because that monument was specifically built to celebrate white supremacy and to celebrate the murder of cops in the, when the, you had the Liberty Uprising take place, when the federal government had to come in and basically squash it because these people took over the city for like three days. So we can have that conversation. And, and, and the, I you know, had the initial opinion when the monument discussion first came out, well, maybe we should leave them up for historical purposes. And I, and I had said that, and then I changed my mind. Because I listen to people and I let people, um, you know, get, I listen to what they had to say, and I was convinced that the monuments should come down. Uh, the monuments are symbolize, symbolize, also symbolizing of white supremacy and a celebration of slavery. They were erected not during the Civil War, but afterwards, during the time of, uh, you know, the fighting against civil rights laws, Jim Crow period, basically a a big FU into the faces of um, black citizenry who the white people wanted to make sure uh, knew were still second-class citizens in their minds. So changed my mind on the whole issue and I supported the removal of these uh, Confederate monuments. But, so we could have that discussion if you wanted to. However, the thing is that if you're a Confederate, and they had these people down here protesting monuments as well, if you're sitting there protesting this monument, and all of a sudden somebody with a Nazi flag, a flag with Nazi imagery comes along and starts giving the Nazi salute and being all Nazi-like, if you don't want people to view you as a Nazi or as a Nazi sympathizer, what do you do? You make sure that that person leaves that area. 
You make that area as, as uncomfortable for, the, for him or her as possible. You make sure that Nazis don't get to march alongside you. Because a march you will, my, my Nazi will never march alongside me. Never. I will never allow myself to be in a, in a parade with a Nazi knowingly. It's as simple as that. If you don't want to be known as somebody who sympathizes with and supports Nazi causes, what do you do? You don't march with Nazis. And so don't, don't cry to me when I start making the broad generalizations that everybody in this crowd was a Nazi or Nazi sympathizer because they were. Clearly. People who don't like Nazis are not going to be happy that Nazis are there. So I'm going to be like, you know, maybe I might have to just tolerate this person because we both agree on the monument. So let's just march together and sing Kumbaya, despite the fact that this person supports genocide of Jews and black people and gay people and anybody else who's not an Aryan. So you're not going to find me boohooing if I've hurt your feelings over that whole thing either. But the last thing I want to talk about is, and I'm probably going to make a video about this too, it's my whole, you know, I'm afraid for my life. And um, I think you should be just going to punching a Nazi because no one has been able to actually tell me why I should not be in fear for my life if a Nazi is right by me. If I'm in punching distance of a Nazi, why wouldn't I believe that that Nazi would, would do something bad to me? There's no reason for me not to believe it because that person is a Nazi and that person as a Nazi wants to be dead. So I should be feel free to, from the get-go to potentially defend myself. Oh, but that's ridiculous, they say, because if they're not doing anything aggressive against you, then there's nothing wrong. Well, first of all, them waving a Nazi flag is aggression. You don't get to burn a cross in somebody's yard and just say, oh, that's just my free speech. That's just free speech. Oh, we got a caller in. Um, we'll take a call in a second. Um, you don't get to say that it's just free speech when you're burning a cross in somebody's lawn. You don't get to say it's just free speech when you're marching with the Nazi flag because the Nazi flag is just as terrorizing to people who would be attacked by Nazis. Uh, let's go ahead and we can extend the show a little bit. Let's uh, take the call. Hey, where are you calling from? Hello? Yeah, can you hear me, sir? Yeah, I can hear you. Go ahead. Yeah, I had a theory I wanted to, to run by you. Um, sure. I actually, I actually said about a year ago, and I'm not a supporter of Trump, but I said about a year ago, that I wanted to see Trump win. Mm-hmm. And the reason I wanted to see him win is because I thought he was going to do such a bad job and things were going to happen that were going to force this country to finally come together. Uh, everything he's done so far um, is backing up my theory, you know, that I don't think he's going to be in there. I say it's a 50, 50 chance that he's there by the end of the year. Um, I think he might just give it up himself. He might think it's not worth it. He might find some loophole to get him out. I don't know. I, I just say it's 50-50, you know, that he's there in another, you know, six months or so. But I'd like your thoughts on that theory that this is actually a good thing because it's going to force people once he leaves, um, Democrats, Republicans. Now, obviously, the, if you get extreme sides on the right or left, those are the minority. But I think you can get a lot more people in the middle on common ground and even in, you know, Congress, House representatives that might be able to come up with some of these solutions just because he's, so to speak, going to burn the house down. Um, You know, I kind of look at it like this. You have a dam in the last 20 so years, you know, you have a problem, you put your finger in it and the next one comes and then you put another finger in it. You know, so I think Trump is just letting the whole thing just completely collapse maybe like a scorched earth earth policy. And mm-hmm. I think the aftermath, the aftermath of, of how bad of a job he's doing could actually be a good thing that would have never happened without him being elected. I'd like your thoughts on that. 
Um, I've actually had similar thoughts, not necessarily with Donald Trump, but with other with other presidencies and other presidencies and other you know, campaigns where I've said, you know, maybe it might be a good idea to just al- allow them to show themselves how badly they are at governing so that they can sh- prove once and for all why they shouldn't be allowed uh, to govern. Um, and, it, and it's an interesting theory. Um, the, one of the reasons that I don't, I ne- never actually came to the point, the idea of actually supporting it, um, especially with Trump. With, with Trump, you had the issue, the added issue of his pandering to white supremacists and neo-Nazis uh, when he retweeted their propaganda, um, supposedly unknowingly. Um, and so that was just seemed to be dangerous to me in general. But there's also the, the idea of who gets harmed along the way, um, where, where you know, do you risk losing those rights, especially when it comes to the Supreme Court, um, which was a battle that we lost. Um, if you risk losing the, the rights that people have gotten protected recently uh, simply to prove a political point, or do you hold on to what you have to make sure that you don't lose those things? And you know, to people who are um, in oppressed classes, to people who are you know, minorities, who, who, who are at risk uh, from some of these policies that Republicans, conservatives uh, will support, um, I think it's a dangerous game. And although at this point, it's potentially, you know, at this point, it's too late to, to, to argue that point of whether or not we should have done that because we got it. We have a Republican majority in both houses. We have a Republican president. Um, and at the end of the I, day, I can only hope that you're now right, that it will, that he will make it so bad that the rest of the country will have to come together uh, to stand up against him. And that, if, if a lot of these maybe that maybe a lot of these people, hopefully at least in the Senate uh, would come and say, look, you know, we can't, we can't support this guy. We're, we're going to lose reelection next year. The only problem is that the problem is we also have that gerrymandering issue going on where if you have, you know, you have these horribly drawn districts like in Pennsylvania, uh, yeah, Trump did win Pennsylvania, uh, you know, simple majority, but a super majority of Pennsylvania uh, seats I'm in are held by Republicans. I, yeah. I'm in Pennsylvania. It's the funniest thing because if you're in Pittsburgh or you're in Philadelphia, um, everyone's Democrat. But as soon as you drive from Pittsburgh on the turnpike to Philadelphia, right. all you would see is Trump signs on the pike and on the highway the whole time. You know, so it, it was interesting because you. You kept on hearing saying before the election that the Democrats were probably going to win, but yet if you traveled throughout the state, all you saw were Trump signs. But right. in Pittsburgh and Philadelphia, it was just so thought of a majority that was going to go for Clinton. So it right, was really, well, I mean, and you have you, and you have in those cities, you know, they're they're high, it's more they're more densely populated, which is why I laugh yeah, every time yeah. like a conservative. I laugh every time a conservative <clears throat> brings up. The idea of, oh, look at this map of the United States. It's mostly red. I'm like, yeah, but that map of the United States is, is treating uh, a square mile of farmland as being the same thing as a square mile in a city so where, where the population is much denser. So, you know, and you probably should have had, but there was, you know, Trump managed to convince working class folks who may have suffered in the economy to, to switch sides because they, for some reason, believed that his pandering to, you know, big business and corporation and his way of doing businesses was going to be good for uh, the working class. And I could have told you from the get-go that that's, you're, you're, there's probably a higher chance of you winning the lottery than you getting help uh, from, from Donald Trump's uh, policies if you're you a lower-income working-class uh, voter. So, well, but you, I, you, go ahead. No, I was going to say the, the the thing with my theory, and it, it, at the time I thought it was funny when I said it, but now it, it's a little concerning. As I said, I think Trump being elected is going to help because he's going to do such a bad job to make change. But I just hope he doesn't accidentally get us into World War Three. And, well, and I said why. it with with some humor back then, but now that I think about it, it's it's a little more reality and concerning that I'm that he could actually do that on the way to, 
you know, possibly getting out of there and, and change happening that we might not even get to that point because he might get us in something, you know, like that. But Right. So, yeah, I mean, I definitely – we want, at this point, we can only hope that you're right in that he will do such a bad job that he will um, be forced to either leave office or they will force him out of office. Um, and until then, until that point happens, uh, we can only just hope – that the uh, that that the uh, ends or the end effects or that the people that are harmed by having him as president this long are not too many people. So so anyway, thank you for calling in. I do appreciate it. Um, you know, we'll probably just leave it on that note. So um, I'll, I'll be back next Wednesday at eight p- eight p.m. Central most weeks, and you can follow me at Liberal Dan Radio on Twitter. If you want to see any updates, you can also Facebook.com slash liberal dan and blogtalkradio.com slash liberal dan and liberaldan.com until next week this is dan zimmerman with liberal dan radio talk from the left that's right